Welcome to Transformation in 10, bringing you expert insights for navigating the transformations impacting application delivery. This podcast is presented by Tricentis and brought to life by our special guests across the quality, DevOps, cloud, and business worlds. Finishing where we left off in part one, we kick off with Roland's observations on Sixantic's clients who have smashed their testing goals and how they went about doing so. Yeah, what I was thinking of, how to answer that question, I, I thought about one of our customers in the SAP area, as we're focusing a lot in that uh, part. And as I mean said before, um, it's always interesting to work in a part where testing in the way we are doing it now for, for over 10 years is a little bit new, actually. So SAP was the, doing testing in a very different way and did not go like we are used in the DevOps world um, in, in the way how they go went forward. And actually, that was a, um, uh, or is a, a large uh, leading manufacturing company. We don't uh, reveal uh, names of our um, clients. And they was an SAP uh, or is an, we just finished it as an SAP project and they talked to another customer and I'm really taking a little bit out of uh, this, this talks uh, between the customers. They talked to another customer and the customer was saying, Oh, was, uh, was the project cheaper now? Uh, because you did uh, uh, testing and actually they said, no, it was even a little bit more expensive and um, I was a little bit cringy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you're in that call. Yeah. But actually, they, they, they went further and said, yes, but in total, this was our first SAP project we made in time and in budget. And when we look at the whole budget and also at the maintenance we're now facing, we are a lot uh, cheaper than we were before. Because it is like, uh, you know, these airports that uh, start off, which costs like a billion uh, euros, and then you're at 10 or 50 uh, billion <laughs> euros yeah. like Germany, you're seeing that. <laughs> you just saw that in Berlin. And uh, it's the same thing with a lot of um, SAP projects and IT projects in general, that um, you have an idea how much it will cost. And especially... Because when we're doing testing, we're not only doing the automation at the end. We're uh, also reviewing the requirements for in the beginning. And with this review, reviewing of the requirements, we're already doing a lot there. And therefore, it's uh, the, the testers or, or the developers exactly what they need to develop. And we're uh, cleaning up a lot of bad um communication between requirement and development because we need to to ask these questions we are asking the questions what is this thing really doing and this is really clearing up a lot of things and then of course we do the automation and um that is something we can do through the whole uh process with tricentis tosca and therefore that makes a lot of sense to go through the whole thing and really the shift left what uh, we we told people for years now, and you also told people for years now, but when you go to new areas, they don't know that right now. So we really need to go back a little bit. And there are, of course, there are companies who do that already for some time, but uh, the majority is not. Yes, exactly. It's like when we live in the world of automation, it kind of becomes this bubble where actually, you know, a lot of people still automating. Well, they're still testing with manual 
spreadsheets, for example. <laughs> like, uh, you know, we, we, we have a lot of kind of mid to late adopters we see with our software. And a really good point about the return on investment. You know, when you're looking at this triad, your speed, quality and cost, you know, it, it's going to cost you more, but exactly you're going to do that much quicker. And you're going to catch the bugs earlier to, to save time in, in the long run. So, uh, yeah, I really like that example. And actually, I had that with another customer too. And this was, this guy was project manager at the time. And now he's CIO because oh, wow. actually his, uh, his, uh, project went well. And we with, 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 uh, Tosca Tricentis, we're always, uh, working with large projects at the customer. So it's really also for the customer and the people in the customer a chance to evolve in their companies. Because if these projects fail, they normally have a big issue in, in their companies too. And that's something we are there together with the software that we guarantee them that uh, software is, is done right and uh, the project is, is uh, being a great success. Brilliant. Yeah. And what you're doing there really, you're, it's, it's beyond the, the system. It's like really a culture, isn't it? When you're implanting a, a DevOps landscape. So that gentleman there, um, you know, obviously became kind of an agent of change, was seen to succeed in that, in that regard. And yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an awesome story. Now, the two of you are working with often quite regulated industries. So we've spoken about, you know, there's a lot of agile components, sorry, legacy software as well in place. How have you helped kind of combat any kind of regulation that you find or, you know, a, a lot of those hoops that you have to jump through? Have those kind of presented interesting challenges for you along the way? Are there any typical use cases that you see when it comes to regulation in industry and how that can, uh, either prevent innovation or even actually excel it in the end, but that, that presents some kind of challenges there. Uh, I mean, I mean, these regulations are painful sometimes, <laughs> especially you have regulations in, in, in banking, you have even stronger, much stronger re regulations in pharma. And, um, in the beginning, the first years when I went into pharma, it was really painful for me, the way they have to work because of these regulations. And um, being an agent of change in there is actually even harder. You really need strong personalities, which are able to also challenge the people responsible for the regulation in there. Because not every rule really is up to date and some things you could do different, but people protect behind these rules. And yeah, I think it needs brave people and people with a lot of knowledge to, to actually improve uh, speed there. And what, what you really want to have is you, you want to have reliability just faster. You need to get faster with the same reliability and you need to uphold all the regulations. Yeah. Like you said, you need you know, a lot of resilience and thick skin is needed. You know, you got, you're talking to a lot of business owners or like you said, a lot of archa archaic processes. They're not even up to date. <laughs> so when you're calling these things into question. Yeah, it, it's, it's by no means an, an easy task in order to kind of to understand that. Cause in the, I guess in the beginning, you know, you're doing your diagnostic, you're understanding where they're at today. And sometimes getting that information <laughs> may not be as easy as, uh, as initially you, you thought. Is that strike uh, ringing any bells for you, Roland, in uh, the time you spent with your clients? Yeah. And I want to give a little bit of contra to that because, you know, so, so, so we have a little bit of discussion also on it. For me, when I'm looking at it, from more a company point of view and not from a more technical consultant point of view for the customer and for us is working together really beneficial because it is also for us beneficial uh, because 
if there are a lot of regulations, they need to have proof that they uh, go with these regulations. And with this proof, we can give them something to work with and give them really um, an easier time on the long run. I'm fully with Amin that um, it is hard to do because it's, 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 you know, regulations don't give you much freedom. And with the, this uh, tight corset, uh, it's, it's hard to really implement it. But as I say sometimes to my people, it's, uh, if, if, it's, um, if it would be easier, why would they need us? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a very good point. I want to give one example on where I, I, I had difficulties. It was in a pharma company and they wanted to implement test automation in a proper way. So we helped them. But they have one protocol in place which says you need to sign each test execution by hand of each test case. So you, you, you need to have a person who, so that test case auto, is automated, that test case has been reviewed and has been approved already, but not only that is enough. You need <laughs> after each execution to print the PDF or take the PDF, review it and sign it. Wow. <laughs> Now compare it to what we do. Maybe we want to run thousands of test cases each night simultaneously. <laughs> so you have somebody in the morning going through thousands of PDFs. Okay. And this is a regulation. I think it should be questioned if, if, if that's the way they want to do things. Or is it really needed in today's world? And you, 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 you discuss these things quite, quite harsh with, with these people because as I said, they, there are people who protect that policy and there are other people who, who try to change that because it's super inefficient. Yeah, of course. You really should give him some medication for his arm afterwards because <laughs> yeah. he has to sign the thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's ironic, you know, you're trying to help eradicate manual testing, but then in the end, it's so manual to, to have to sign that. It's like some kind of hybrid <laughs> solution in the end. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a very interesting example that you offered there. And this... I mean, you're already kind of giving a lot of, uh, I would say, advice or um, in your answers, you know, as, as automators, ways to make things easier, of course. So when we're talking about digital transformation, in 10 words or less, now this isn't always an easy one, Roland, what would your best advice be Whether you, when you're undergoing digital transformation? It could be automating it or from day one when you want to um, undergo that transformation. Actually, I want to quote... The founder of, 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 uh, Trisent this year, Wolfgang Platz. And, uh, it's something, uh, he always said and, and, uh, something that is, I think a little bit forgotten and still, but uh, so valid. So do the right things and do the things right. That's the easiest way to go forward. Yes. I like that. Actually, when I had Wolfgang on the podcast, his answer to this was, uh, it was be very customer centric. And I guess that, that, you know, that kind of overlaps. You do things right for the customer <laughs> and then you get it right. So, yeah, I really like that. Uh, shout out, Wolfgang. <laughs> and uh, I mean, what about you? Choose the right projects slash people and create compelling pilots. I think that's most important. Awesome. Yeah. So that covers kind of the end-to-end process there. I like that. And uh, let's get our magic ones out. Uh, Armin, I'll, I'll ask you first this time. If you could change one thing about the application development world, what would that be? Many projects, when they start, they don't really care about methodology on how to do the projects properly. And they, 
don't care about testing. They just try to get started, let's say. And then when they fail and they realize actually that was not very efficient how we worked, then they implement improvements like, for example, more test-driven or better collaboration. I really think we have a lot of knowledge and experience to be able to start even the projects with better methodologies. I think it would make the world, the application work, much more efficient. And yeah, I would like to see more test-driven projects, for example. And uh, yeah, earlier, not after failing. That would be my wish. Excellent. Yeah. So shift very much shift left approach um, and set that method earlier, you know, and not just don't just start it for the sake of it, really set out your requirements and set out your scope, whether that's. And we hear that all the time since years. This is nothing new. <laughs> yeah. Really nothing new. But when you look then into the teams, <laughs> it's always the same. They start somehow and then, uh, and then <laughs> afterwards only they improve. And <laughs> yeah. Terrible. So, uh, Roland, what about you? Do you is there anything stand out? Actually, it seems that we are working in the same area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's kind of the same thing. Um, really understanding the value of quality and um, putting it in the right space and at the right time. I think quality is like an insurance. You can see it a little bit like an insurance. If you're uh, not paying insurance from the first day on and something happens, um, like a fire insurance for your house and, um, the house starts burning. Then the morning is great. So everybody is, oh, why didn't I do it? And, and things like that. Yeah. But if it's a complex IT project, you really have fire there all the time. So at the end of the day, um, you will need, uh, the fire insurance. And if you don't <laughs> have it from the beginning, you will have an issue there. So it's really something uh, that, as Armin said, uh, do it from the beginning. As I said before, uh, we already can help with requirements uh, specification because when you do test-driven, you're already seeing, I need to know what to test at the, at the end of the day. If I don't know what to test, then you made an, an, a mistake or you didn't uh, do the requirement right. And if you don't do the requirement right, you will not be able to, to develop it right because uh, there will be misunderstandings between the developer and the requirement. At the end of the day, we will test something which is probably not right or where some misunderstandings were in. So at the end of the day, you really have a lot more issues at the end, uh, uh, with your projects and fire will start glimming at least. <laughs> and if you don't uh, do uh, things when start fire is glimming, you will have the house in full uh, burning at the end of the day. And then uh, fire brigade is coming. But if fire brigade is coming, then they do it with water. And the main damage what is done with a house when you uh, want to uh, extinguish the fire is the water, actually. And at the end of the day, you try to fix it and you pour water on it and the whole project goes mayhem. And, and then the, the morning is really... Uh, bad and big and everybody is saying something like oh why didn't they do it and uh then the costs uh, then you already have a lot of costs and then <laughs> you, okay if we do testing right now the costs already occurred and we don't have any money anymore and you know it's getting worse and worse and it's like um the seventh principle of highly effective people it's sharpening the saw 
do it. Uh, if you're sewing and uh, you have a, a, a now sew, I don't know what's the word in English, uh, not cutting sew, uh, then it's not going forward. Sharpen it and then you go through the wood and it's not no issue then. Brilliant. That's, I like this analogy with the fire. Of course, you know, you can expect challenges along the way, but exactly you don't have to get to fire state <laughs> where the fire drills going off, the fire brigade coming, you know, you might have sparks along the way, shall we say, <laughs> yeah. but not like cr- crisis point right before a, a delivery or whatever it might be. Well, this has been uh, really fun. I wish I, we could talk for longer, uh, to be honest. I've got many questions, but we're going to have to wrap it up here. So thank you both for sharing your story today. It really is partners, you know, like you that help Tricenters and, you know, our customers drive quality and, and the innovation in the software delivery uh, world that we live in today. And maybe I'll catch you in Vienna in, in real life one day soon. That'd be fun to continue the conversation. But yeah, thank you both for your time. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. Awesome to hear from Roland and Armin, who are doing fantastic work in helping organizations automate their software delivery with excellence. As ever, thanks for listening. Until next airtime.